0: Hello everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Talks with the Gratitude Chick. I am your host, Luanza, aka the Gratitude Chick. Don't forget to follow me on all of my social media platforms at the Gratitude Chick for Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, and Gratitude underscore Chick for Twitter. (laughs) Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of your reading corner with The Gratitude Chick. So today's episode is going to be on chapter 8 of the book we've been reading, Maximize Your Potential Through the Power of Your Subconscious Mind. And we are going straight to chapter 8. We're almost done with this book. Kendall says we're 81% in. And the title of this chapter is Praise. Praise. A Way to Prosperity Praise as a way to prosperity is our recognition of the healing presence and power of God within every one of us. The one source and foundation of the good we desire. Praise glorifies God. Life Principle The word praise derives from a Hebrew word meaning to lift up, to exalt our highest concept of life in all our activities. Praise always implies radiance and light. Praise is the intent of glory. Glorious rays of shining illumination. Let your light shine always within light of truth. The prophet Isaiah proclaimed that truth will bring liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to them that are bound. Jesus said you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. In the metaphorical language of biblical authors, the captives are those who are literally bound by the chains of false beliefs, erroneous concepts, superstitions, mistaken religious indoctrination, creed, dogma, or tradition. Once the moment arrives when we desire with all our hearts and minds and souls to comprehend and to understand ourselves, to know there must be a way and method of bringing order and harmony into our lives, A prophet of the truth appears, which can be an idea, a book, or occurrence, and we see the truth. We realize that we become what we contemplate. Our thought and feeling to a great extent control our destiny. Then we are released, made free, no longer captives of the past. Prosperity begins. Until that wondrous momentous day, we continue to experience great swings of fortune. Feast to famine, exaltation to despair, abundance to poverty and lack. That's deep. This is the moment we wake up to who we really are and realize the incredibly powerful, creative aspect of our own contemplations and imaginings, the totality of our consciousness. Until such time, the tendency is to attribute our misfortunes to circumstances, events, people, the world life in general, captive in a spiritual and psychological prison of our own making or creation. By the same principle by which we may have built the prison, we can break the chains that bind us, throw open its doors, and experience freedom and liberty. Only a change in consciousness and attitudes and realization of our innate divine power to govern our own thoughts and emotions, irrespective of people conditions, and circumstances will make the change and establish new psychological and spiritual levels of awareness. Outer change follows automatically and in good and divine order. This is reaching a demonstrable, psychological, spiritual, emotional state of freedom. The Bible and other religious writings concentrate on salvation. By salvation, we mean solution to our basic problem Sense of separation from source, from God. Now, as a Christian, we all know who are Christians, what we believe salvation to be. So my belief of what the Bible describes as salvation and what he has said, his belief of salvation is different. So I just want to say that I believe in the biblical accounting of salvation, not in what he just said salvation means we are saved man and no 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 salvation means we are saved by grace from god through lord jesus christ that is what salvation means man and woman becoming recognizing who we really are sons and daughters of the living loving presence of god inheritors of qualities attributes and characteristics of the parents we're here on this earth to remember this to recognize Our inherent divine nature which is wondrously and powerfully creative we're here on this earth to understand that as we think in our hearts or in modern terms our subconscious subjective emotional feelings and convictions so are we so do we become do accomplish express and possess we are perfectly free to program ourselves in an expectant mood of failure we program our minds to think that god cannot save us from failure or solve our problems our moods and attitudes create the way we live we can choose to change them as coolly and deliberately as we select from our wardrobes the clothing we choose to wear each day we have the ability the god-given right and power to expect or to wear the garment of confident quiet expectancy of realization of our desire we must recognize or our innate ability to affect and to accomplish a transformation and to know to the depths of our being that we do not have to sense or perceive ourselves as victims of circumstance or helpless creatures surrounded by tasks problems unreasonable people and unfair demands We can choose to remain victims or to become the victors. Our strength is in knowing that we are always and ever capable of higher, more constructive, spiritual and psychological levels of understanding and awareness. Once we accept the principle of creative power, which is strength of our consciousness, once we wake up to our innate spiritual powers, we have put on our beautiful garments. Beauty in the Bible signifies the balanced state of mind. Spiritual maturity when we are ready and willing to cease blaming life, God, heredity, circumstances, past misfortunes, or psychic wounds. That is deep. That is deep, y'all. How many times do you go through things and you blame everything outside of you? I mean I mean let's let's really think about that. 99% of us will automatically blame God for any adversity that comes upon us. Some of us will blame the devil by way of God. But it all comes back to us blaming God. Then <clears throat> there are people who have cancer. And their mother had cancer. So the doctor says this is hereditary and we believe. And so when it happens to us, we say we confirm it by saying it's hereditary. And there lies our belief, our belief in that we will get this disease because it's hereditary, because the doctor said so. So instead of us understanding and realizing that you got this because you believed you would get this. No. You put it on the fact that the doctor told you it was hereditary and that is why you got it. Instead of believing that you got this because you believed you would. Is that not deep? Because that is the truth. Everything that's going on in your life right now is because of what you believe the outcome would be. Every single thing in your life. If you are sitting, and and I'm just going to tell you this little brief story. I have been going around and around the bend of watching, you know, not, not even really knowing what manifesting is or let's just even throw that out the book, but knowing what that my words are powerful. I've, I've known this all of my life because it says it in the Bible. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. Or, excuse me, death and life are in the power of the tongue. Those who love it will eat its fruit. That is in Proverbs. I have read that verse and I believe that verse all of my life, but I believed it to my detriment, not to my betterment, right? And the reason why I say that is because I never said anything that was good. So everything that I said came true for to my detriment. And I remember I, I worked this one job and me and this girl started at the same on the same exact day. And <clears throat> I loved this job. It was far away from my house. And this is when I lived in Chicago. And I had this like literally a putt-putt. And in the winter months, my car did not warm up at all. And again, I lived in Chicago. I'm from Chicago. So, driving around in Chicago when the when the outside weather is negative, like 11 or -20 or wind chill factor is -30, and you have no heat in your car, imagine, okay? So, I got to the point where I I wanted to get to the point where I could take the bus cuz it was going to be warmer. But the area that I had moved into, which I knew better, but it's a long story. The back story is as long. My grandmother had just died and I just was trying to get away. Um, So I moved into this near area that I didn't even want to live in. <laughs> and it looks nice on the outside, but don't let it fool you. And um, I didn't want to take the bus, even though the bus was literally right outside my apartment building. I didn't have to walk to it. It was right there. So I was contemplating, you know, starting to take the bus. I would have had to take um, the bus from South Shore. Because you guys, if you're from Chicago, yes, I lived on 78th and South Shore. And I would have to take the bus from South Shore to meet the 6th and Jeffrey. Um, or I think it's Jackson Park now. I don't, I don't know. I haven't taken the bus in Chicago in decades. So it, it was the 6th and Jeffrey back then. And um, take that all the way downtown. And then get on another bus that would take me to Union Station. And then get on the Metro to take me all the way out to Lincolnshire. And then meet a shuttle bus to take me to work. That would have been my trip. So I was ready to do this. But, and I was, you know, I was really good at this job. I love this job. Like I literally love this job. But then I met this person and she had a negative attitude. Like, she was very vocal about everything negative. And usually, I am not a follower. I am always a leader. But in this instance, she started pulling out of me the ability to see all of the negative. And I started being vocal with her. And what happened is I went from This job being my guaranteed job to me losing that job because it was a um, temporary role where they were only going to keep a certain amount of people. Well, now, why would they keep people like me who were who were vocal about the negativity of the company, especially when I love loved working there initially? Right. So I ended up talking myself out of that job, not even realizing until Years later, after I read The Secret, and I was like, "Wow!" I literally talked to myself out of that job. That was the first time I ever recognized the fact that my words talked myself out of the job. And even in my my job where I worked for a long time here in in um, in, in uh, Atlanta, where I was a manager, um, not in my last not not my last position, but position before that and um that position I talked to myself out of that one the first the last year but I was okay with that because that last year I hated that job so much and although I was trying to do my gratitudes every day I was no longer grateful for this job I was grateful for the income that was it but the job itself surpassed the income you know what i mean the income would no longer fit the job and as a result of that i was sick of the job you you're not paying me enough to deal with all of this crap and so the day before i got laid off i had told my i had had a meeting with all my staff and told them i don't know how much longer i'll be here the next day i was gone next day literally not even 24 hours later because all of these meetings i had in the afternoon and I was laid off at 9 a.m. the next morning. And at first I was angry. And then I was like, wait, 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 girl. You wanted this. Not only was I laid off, but I was laid off with a good severance package that carried me. And I was laid off before COVID. Like, COVID hit like two months, three months later. COVID hit. So I had a good severance package that led me throughout the rest of the year of 2020 but nevertheless I talked myself out of that job and the first job I was angry about, I didn't want to talk myself out of it but the second job I was very very grateful of that because not only did I get laid off but I had a great severance package that included insurance which most people don't get insurance in their severance package. So I was very grateful for that. Anyway, I just thought I would say that part. I don't even know where I left off. Okay. Beauty is acceptance of our responsibility. The quiet acknowledgement that in some measure, to a certain degree, we are now reaping what we have sown in fertile creative garden of or field of our mind and hearts. There are times when we may not perceive any possible connection between past ideations and present events. Khalil Gibran, author of The Prophet, proclaimed, If this is my day of harvest, in what fields have I sold the seed? And by what unremembered seasons? And I think for me, um, I can look back and see my karma. I I always can see what I did to produce this harvest. I do. This time, though, I don't, I can't see it. I don't know what I did to produce the harvest that I'm, or whatever it is that I'm sowing, I'm reaping right now. I don't even know if this is a harvest or, I don't know what this is, (laughs) to be honest. But I can say I don't know what it is that I have done to make this so crazy right now in my life. I don't know, it's just it's just the signs of the times because I know I'm not the only one going through something extreme and it's just like, what in the F is going on, you know? I know I'm not the only one. So I'm thinking that it's not necessarily something that I've sown, but it's literally gotta be the signs of the times. Beauty requires courage. Beauty asks of us nothing, less than what we are totally honest with ourselves. That we examine our innermost thoughts and feelings, face them and heal them where necessary. As we do this, we'll detect repeated patterns. Most are constructive or they may be problems. Different individuals may have been involved, but the problem is essentially the same. Unhappy relationships with family, associates or friends. Periods of success followed by failure, a kind of cyclical repetition of the same identical pattern. I have experienced that. Bewilderment, even discouragement, becomes dominant. This is, this is really telling me some things. Because I, have, I realized the other day that the pattern that I'm in right now is a cyclical pattern. I've done this before. I've had success that's real, real high. And then, boom, devastation. Like, it's around and around. It's been going on for years. And it is a cyclical repetition of the same. Identical pattern. And then, right now, like he says, bewilderment, even discouragement becomes dominant. And that has been the last few weeks. Bewilderment and discouragement. It has been my, both of those have been my dominant thoughts. Because I don't know what the hell... And I am very discouraged because I don't know what the hell. Like, where do I even go from here? And that has been my most dominant question. What move do I make? Where do I go from here? It literally is a bewilderment because this situation I have never been in before, ever in my life. A broken heart can be a blessing in disguise, though, for it is then we really... Ask questions and seek answers. The prophet of truth appears to bind up the broken-hearted in the sense that the physician cleanses and dresses a wound. Broken heart is mind divided against itself. Our inner des- desires in conflict with what we are experiencing. Our desire, everyone's, is for ideal health and wealth, love, and all of its manifold aspects experiences and demonstrations, expression of our individual potentials and talents, always urging us forward. All have some goal, plan, or purpose. Desire and conflict and disagreement with experience, particularly with the dead past, can be solved or resolved. Beauty asks of us that we forgive. To forgive another is to give ourselves a new perception and vision of life for the old which we choose and select to wear. Rarely does a day go by that a counselor in whatever field and capacity doesn't hear, but you don't know how poorly I have been treated, how much I have been hurt, the bitterness I have experienced. How can you tell me to forgive? In my book, Secrets of the Eye, Ching, I commented resentment and a desire to see someone punished, corrode the soul and fasten your troubles to you like rivers. And I believe that forgiveness is about you. It's not about another person. It is about you being having the ability to let go and move on. It doesn't mean You go to the other person and say, I forgive you. It is you saying to yourself, I forgive this person for this, 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 and this. And I wish them well in life. That is what it is. Forgive for your own sake. It is not for the sake of anyone else outside of you. Forgive for you. And forgiveness does not mean you need to let someone else back into your life. People mistake forgiveness with forgetting. And it is not the same. Forgiveness means I have released this. I no longer harbor this ill will in my heart against another person. That is what forgiveness is. You're literally forgiving yourself for harboring ill will against another person. So forgiveness is for you, not for anyone outside of you. And of course, we are mournful. Beauty asks us to comfort all that mourn to give the oil of joy for mourning. Beauty is wisdom to understand that others are acting and reacting from their own personal frame of reference, perception of life, often lashing out at their own hurts and wounds. Do we resent them or do we deliberately choose to release everyone? Declare the day of vengeance, freedom of the Lord. We may not approve or agree with the acts of another, but we must recognize the presence of God in him or her. The same Lord or law of mind is operative in every man, woman, boy, and girl who walks the face of the earth. We should not think we are being so magnanimous or generous in forgiving others, for we ourselves reap the greatest benefits and rewards, actually being selfish in forgiving. See? Beauty acts of us even more that we forgive ourselves for having harbored any negative destructive feelings and that we resolve not to entertain them in our mind anymore. I literally just said that to do so is to condemn ourselves to prison again. We literally block or damn ourselves and our d- ideals and aspirations prosperity of any real measure. For greater freedoms are attainable by humankind than that which is accomplished and achieved by a forgiving mind and heart. Forgiveness lightens and quickens the mind, heart, and soul of humankind and lifts one of the heaviest burdens we'll ever put upon ourselves. The beauty referred to in the scriptures pertains not to physical appearance, but to the mind and heart in agreement wedded together in poise, balance, and equilibrium. Khalil Gibran expressed it as follows, where shall you seek beauty and how shall you find her unless she herself be your way and your guide? And how shall you speak of her except she be the weaver of your speech? He concludes, friends, beauty is life when life unveils her holy face but you are life and you are the veil beauty is eternity gazing at itself in a mirror but you are eternity and you are the mirror beauty of mind and heart is wisdom of the divine within a gorgeous robe woven woven (laughs) woven woven with understanding and patience true sanctuary has always been a matter of spirit or consciousness to be one with god is to know the fullest possible measure of peace wisdom, power, and love. The sanctuary is our understanding of the universal laws of mind and the way of infinite spirit within. Knowing that the answer is always within and that the intelligence, the infinite intelligence and creative power of God is moving through us, a current level of awareness. The word prosperity has deteriorated until now primarily signifies financial wealth. Important as this is, it is only a part of original intent, which was to grow and to flourish. As a strong and happy tree, a tree of righteousness, a tree of life. To praise is to practice the presence of God, to exalt and praise the good we desire, whatever form it is, desired by each of us. The goal, plan, and purpose we may have. To prophesy is to proclaim, claim before To establish in our consciousness the mental equivalent and it will come to pass in our experience. Praise equals whole soul devotion and attention to our goal. Praise God equals praise the good. Praise of God is belief in action. Living in the psychological mood and attitude that our salvation solutions are being unveiled. The purpose of religion is to help each of us to realize our true selves to be at one with the essence of life. Prosperity is fulfillment made actual and real and experienced as we practice and live in highest degree the truth we need now. And again, as the Bible says, be strong and of good courage. Be not afraid, neither be dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee wherever you go, for you shall make your way prosperous and you will have good success okay so that was the end of the chapter and again i think that the person who who kind of put this together um because it's a kind of a um, compilation of all of dr murphy's some of his lectures and i think um like i said he intermingled his own words in there this this chapter isn't as convoluted as chapter seven but it did have a, just, it was a little too much. And I think this book is a little too long. It could have ended chapters ago. <laughs> but for whatever reason, he, uh, he decided to extend it. And I think that the earlier chapters were to hook us in because those were Dr. Murphy's words. But these chapters are clearly his words. So it says, in a nutshell, praise as a way to prosperity is our recognition of the healing presence of, and power of God within every one of us. The one source and foundation of the good we desire. Once the moment arrives when we desire with all our hearts, minds, and souls to comprehend and to understand ourselves, to know there must be a way, a method of bringing order and harmony into our lives, a prophet of the truth appears, an idea, a book, occurrence, and we see the truth. We realize that we become what we contemplate. Our thought and feeling, to a great extent, control our destiny. Then we are released, made free, no longer captives of the past. Prosperity begins. Only a change in consciousness and attitudes and a realization of our innate divine power to govern our own thoughts and emotions irrespective of people, conditions and circumstances will make the change and establish new psychological and spiritual levels of awareness. Our moods and attitudes create the way we live. We can choose to change them as coolly and deliberately as we select from our wardrobes the clothing we choose to wear each day. We have the ability to expect or to wear the garment of confident, quiet expectancy of realization of our desire. We must recognize that we do not have the sense, we do not have to sense or perceive ourselves as victims, Of circumstance or helpless creatures surrounded by tasks problems unreasonable people unfair demands we can choose to remain victims or to become the victors the word prosperity has deteriorated until now primarily signifies financial wealth important as this is it is only a part of original intent which was to grow and to flourish as a strong and healthy tree a tree of righteousness A tree of life to praise is to practice the presence of God to exalt and praise and the good we desire whatever form it is desired by each of us the goal plan and purpose we may have praise equals whole soul devotion and attention to our goal rather than the past or sense evidence praise God equals praise the good praise of God is belief in action And as I told you guys before, many, many times, gratitude is prayer and it is also praise. So if you want to know how to praise God, sit in grateful meditation to him every day. All day long, count your blessings. All day long, thank his people who service you and feel gratitude towards that person. Feel gratitude so i'll i'll edit this by saying gratitude is prayer it is praise and it is a feeling state that is what i'll amend it to um so definitely practice gratitude all day long and i'm saying this to myself trust me trust me (laughs) thank you guys so much for tuning in today to listen we have made it through chapter eight guys um chapter nine says why your beliefs make you rich or poor So we are going to start chapter nine on Tuesday. And I think we might, eh, that might be two episodes because that's 20 pages. So that might be two episodes. But nevertheless, we'll start chapter nine. Well, let's just say chapter nine will be Tuesday and Thursday next week. How about that? So thank you again for listening in. Don't forget to add gratitude as a daily practice in your life. I promise you your life will change once you add the daily practice of gratitude. You guys have a blessed day. Thank you for listening to another episode of Talks with the Gratitude Chick. I am your host, Luanza, aka the Gratitude Chick. Don't forget to subscribe and give my podcast five stars. If you have not already, join my Facebook group, babes who manifest.